This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products for the very first time, please visit blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off. They ship within North America. So to all you European listeners, I'm sorry to say you're shit out of luck. Or you could find a friend that lives in North America. Maybe they could ship it for you. Who knows? But anyways, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. They got everything more geared towards your athlete. But your everyday blue-collar worker works for you as well. It's good for aches and pains. You rub it all over your body. It doesn't matter. Very low THC, less than 1%. It's creams, it's lotions, it's any of that sort. So it relieves muscle pain. If you're into nerd culture and you like collectibles, please visit firstroll.ca. And use promo code THEPODCAST20. You'll get 20% off. And they update daily. They ship also within North America. They got everything you need there from all your need, all your needs? No, all your nerd needs from wrestling figures to comic books to signed sports memorabilia. Anything you literally need or want, they have it there. And like I said, they update daily. So visit them every day that you can when you're on the internet. And if you want to support me directly, please visit tpublic.com. That is where my merchandise store is. Or if you scroll down on your device, it's embedded right there in today's description. Click on the link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. Like I mentioned, they got everything from, or I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to, I don't know if I got hats. I don't think I got hats yet. But I got pillows. I got travel mugs, mugs, pillows. I said pillows already. But let's say it one more time. Pillows. Because maybe I need more pillow sales. Everyone deserves a pillow. And you could jizz on it too. Like my guests probably do every night anyways. So please visit first, again, I was going to say, please visit first. I was doing so fucking goddamn good. I didn't break it right at the end, right when I fucking finished it. Anyways, before I introduce this week's guest, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. This is the most important thing you could do for me. It is very important, like I said, very important, like I said, very important, like I said. Well, these guys are making Hulk Hogan gestures and whatnot and showing me nipples and doing God knows what. Please, you see, I need the help and support I could get so I could get real guests on to help me review these wrestling shows from now on. So please, help her brother out. Go rate, subscribe, review, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week's guests. 
Obviously, you read the description, so it's not a big surprise. All the way from jolly old England, Max and Jesse from Got Till Five. Hello. I'm not jolly. Are you jolly? I've never been jolly in my life. Uh, Father Christmas. It was... There's no fat in this country. Well, that's what I... I don't... Max, a slender, slender gentleman. Where did the whole thing come from? Why do us North Americans say jolly old England? Where do you think that came from? Mm, I don't know. You guys have got a very warped sense of how we act and behave. and We're either all in... We have guests on our show, and we've had lots of British people on our show. And if anything, it's the other way round because British people are boring as fuck. <gasps> and then we get North American people on, and they've got a bit of energy, a bit of pep, and they chat away, with the exception of your good self, obviously, Steve. And um, it's just <laughs> it's the energy is there, and so yeah. it's the other way round. It's jolly old North Americans. Yeah, I see. No, but well, maybe I don't know. Anyways, we'll leave that for another discussion for another day. So, what have you guys been up to since the last time we talked? What was it a week, two weeks ago? Oh, first off, how did your meeting go? Did you guys make out? Did you have a nice little sunset dinner? How, how was your night oh, out? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had a weekend together. It was beautiful. <laughs> I kind of forget that we speak to Steve more regularly than we used to. It used to be like a once-a-year deal. Now it's turning very frequent. I don't like it. <laughs> I've spoken to him more than my own mother. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, Max stayed at mine last weekend. First time we've seen each other since January because of Shit. obvious reasons. And yeah. um, it was lovely. You stayed over. Um, we went skateboarding together. We mm-hmm. drank lots of beer. Nice. Um, and that's about it. But what else What else do you need to do with your mate? Uh, nice I, I showed out. up and they were they were half cut already by the time I got there. And <laughs> to kind of walk into that situation, it's just like, fuck. I've been traveling <laughs> for like four hours. Oh, shit. Everyone's yelling at you, and you're like, oh, I just gotta catch up. Matt, <laughs> you caught up well. I was proud of you. Thank you. And oh, we both fell asleep on the sofa. I woke up first, took some pictures of you, and then went to bed. Oh wow! Are you <laughs> sure that's all that happened? <laughs> he still hasn't shared the pictures, so I don't know what pictures. The, uh, pictures for the yeah, those pictures are for the wank bank. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! Wank bank's meant to be in your mind. Yes. Oh well, yeah, that's true. I, I don't have a good memory. I've got a special folder, special wank phone folder. I could only... What about you, Steve? It's been it's been a time. Nothing, literally nothing. <laughs> nothing has happened other than again appearing on your podcast. So people go check that out. We're on YouTube, and now it's available in actual podcast form. So if you want to listen to it that way as well, go check it out. All major platforms as usual. Or Jesse, where can they find it? Dot25.com. There you go. <laughs> You're making it peak too early, Steve. I normally save that for the end. <laughs> I think my goddamn job as well. Don't even have to promote ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, other than that, us talking about toys, nothing has really transpired since, other than a lot of questions about my wooden toy guns. Yeah. But <laughs> other that's than that... Baffled. That's baffled many a person, Steve. Many a Brit is confused by your wooden guns. <laughs> it was brought up in Parliament. No, no one really understood. Oh my God. Boris is livid. <laughs> the Canadians are arming themselves? Outrageous. So what else have you guys been up to? What are you guys watching? Are you guys playing any video games? What's entertaining you folks? Well, I've kind of run out of stuff to watch. Oh, shit. All honest. I've um, watched everything that there's ever is to watch because of damn COVID. Uh, I've been playing Ghost of Shoshima as well, which oh, nice. is a fantastic game. Okay. 
get you get that kind of samurai bloodlust out. Right. Um, and yeah, I've I've just been watching crap, and it really upsets me because there's nothing uh, nothing good on TV these days. Now, what would you rate Ghosts? Because a lot of people compare it to Red Dead Redemption, just as samurai instead of being in the Wild West. Is that an accurate perception of the game, or? I, I think so, and I prefer it to Red Dead. I wasn't a massive Red Dead okay, fan. I got a neither. bit bored. Yes, um, okay. But Ghosts has got a better kind of story. It's more violent. Um, and yeah, there's just lots of exploring to do. So if you like big open world games, it's your, it's your boy. Okay, um, I'll make sure to check it out then for sure. There you go. I recently did a rewatch of Buffy the Vampire Slayer from front to back oh, because wow. my other my other half had never seen it and oh, she's shit. like mad into vampires and stuff. Okay. So I was like, ah, oh, well, my sweet summer child, we got a journey to go on here. <laughs> sure. So um, we went through it all, and I know people listening can't see me, but that may be why I'm slowly turning into Spike. Oh my Something's god, you are. You are. Yeah, the spike. Maybe that's what's going on here. I just need to kill a Slayer and get a long leather jacket off her. I swear to God, if you buy a long leather jacket, our friendship's over. <laughs> it'll be, yeah, it's not the weather right now. Just give it a couple of months. And it'll be October and you'll be like, ooh, yeah. a bit nippy. <laughs> and video game-wise, yeah. I've got really into the NHL game. Which really? Which I've never really played that much before. Yeah, I'm doing a franchise mode with the Dallas Stars. I'm having a lovely time. And may I ask, which NHL are you playing? Is it NHL 20? It is NHL 20. So perfect. So now I could promote my guest that was on a few weeks ago, James Sobolski, who actually does the play-by-play. So you get to listen to him all the time on NHL. There you go. So this this time I did so I've been playing it, and right. then all of a sudden Snoop Dogg came on commentary. Yes, yes, he does commentary too. We, we touched on it on the episode again. I'll, I'll ruin this part. It's a little teaser, so people could go check it out. So he brought up uh, doing some voiceover with Snoop, right? And then so I, as again as a pot and a pot connoisseur that I am. I had to ask, did you indulge? Like, when in Rome, like, did you... And he's like, come on, what kind of question is that? It's short form, obviously not word for word. But he pretty much said, if Snoop is doing it, you have to do it as well. Like, no one's going to look down on you. If, In fact, if you don't do it, there's something wrong with you. It's one of those moments. It's one of those moments. So he got to yeah, smoke I... weed with Snoop. So I... Oh, man... That was awesome hearing stories like that. And you know, I, that should be on everyone's bucket list. And he's actually also he dropped a story when he interviewed The Undertaker for the first time when he was still in Gimmick back in the day before he even did interviews. So that was pretty cool. He also got to interview Hulk Hogan, which he, he laid a nice story where he just walked in and asked him where the washroom was. So I wonder what he needed to do in the washroom. Sniff, sniff. But you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, a lot of the tidbit stories. This man has interviewed everybody. When Gretzky said he interviewed Mario Lemieux, like all the big wigs, you name it. And Jesus. again, so yeah, he's he's pretty big up here in Canada as as a sports broadcaster. So go check out that episode. Amazing, like a good one. No, uh, me and Jesse play because I have nineteen. Okay, and whenever just comes around, yeah, so do I, I. Destroy him at nineteen. Went round to his, and what was the final score? You were, in my defense, hang on, before you say the score, oh. I woke up, Uh-oh. you immediately dragged me into the living room like we're playing hockey, and I was like, <laughs> I haven't eaten, okay, and the score is my biggest embarrassment. I believe it was 9-2. Yep. Yeah, I was really annoyed, I was so ready for double figures as well, and I got a goal disallowed, because I um, basically bum-rushed the goal, didn't I? It was goalie interference, yeah, not good. Yeah, but... but um, um, I should have got double figures in that game. Are you either of you buying 21 or should I get 20 and then we can just all play together? I don't know. I might get 21. I'll see. I'll see how Dallas Stars do in the Stanley Cup before I decide 
whether I buy the next one. Well, I think okay. I'm in with them at the moment. We, They're doing we, fucking all right. Well, I have 19 as well, so we could always do a little gaming on 19 if you guys ever want, so. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm uh, really annoyed that the Stars are doing so well because they have they were average at best in the season. And uh, now, now look at them. Yeah, but they this... Were a, they were on a 15-game losing streak before the Stanley Cup started. That's why, like everyone says, there shouldn't be, and I'm one of those people that shouldn't either because I could see the bigger picture. But everyone knows there's going to be an asterisk with everything in sports during the COVID era. Like the people are going to, like even in wrestling, people are going to be like, "Oh, he was just a COVID champion." Like you know what I mean? And I'm sure we'll get into that soon enough because obviously people want to listen to us talk about wrestling. But you know what I mean? It's going to be across the board for everything. Like even like the Raptors still don't get the respect that they deserve, even after winning last year. Losing two, three key guys to their team and still being on this crazy, I don't know what it is. They've won like 14 of their past 12 games, something crazy. And they, they fucking won their last game 150 to like 120 something. Like they're just murdering everyone. And But yeah, everyone doesn't give them the respect. So they're going to get that COVID thing. Oh, they, they, if they repeat, oh, they repeat because it was a COVID. So yeah, yeah. it just sucks. Yeah, if, uh, if the Stars win the Stanley Cup, Jesse, it's going to be like, well, it doesn't really count, does it? Yeah. <laughs> Especially the stars, okay, and, and I sort of pick the stars because I, I I'm much better supporting shit teams. Like I do it with soccer over here. I su- it's better when you support shit teams because when they win, it means more. Do you know what I mean? So that's yes. why I, I lose last season. If they win the Stanley Cup, that's not. I'm not used to that. Suck them off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. St. Louis was out of nowhere. That's true. I I still even don't remember St. Louis winning. Like that's how meaningless it was to me. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. I try. I try. So let's get into some wrestling, as they say. Okay. Do it. So I watched SummerSlam um, on Monday, obviously. Being right. in Britain, it starts at like 1 in the morning, oh, so you tend to watch it the next day. I always forget about that, uh, yeah. So I watched it Monday at work, um, nice. which um, was an experience. Um, I, uh, Yeah, I've got some thoughts about SummerSlam. It, it, didn't, it wasn't a normal SummerSlam, obviously. Again, you've got that COVID asterisk on everything. Well, before we get into all that, i got to ask you guys. So just, just to set it up, everyone knows I love wrestling. I watch it. I'm up to date. You guys aren't so much. You guys dip in and out. You guys, luckily because of me, you watch the big four now, so we all get to talk about it. So, yep. have you guys even watched a empty arena match before the Thunderdome? The last wrestling event I watched was WrestleMania. Okay, so you um, did. So that was all empty arena. So I watched that because we did our show on that right. afterwards, right? So, but that's it. That's all I've yeah. seen. For for me, weekly I watch AEW. I watch AEW every single oh, week. Oh, okay. So then there you go. So you no, know, it, it's it's just WWE. I've I've kind of uh, dropped the ball on over the past couple of years. So um, yeah, empty arenas are fine. But I had no idea about this Thunderdome stuff. Oh, I mean, you just had no clue. clue, eh? So what do you think? Just going into it and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, pretty much. I was, <laughs> I thought it was a giant game of guess who. Oh, I, I, I didn't know what was going on. Does That's he a have good a hat? It was mad. <laughs> it's yeah. It was. Although I have to say, it started, and I was like, "This is fucking mental." And like, also, yeah, it looks like a game of Guess Who, or because the screens are so low, it looks right. like a whole audience of dwarfs, which True. either of which I'm cool with. 
And I think they should consider that once people are allowed back in the arenas. If we can get some dwarf-only shows going on. <laughs> because they, they can't see at the best of times, right? So they, we... they did a shot over the barricade and they kind of split the, what, the LED board into two rows of things. So there's the yeah. bottom people just... If, if they were there, we're just staring at the bottom of the barricade. Oh, true. <laughs> That's right. I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does it work? So, so like, these people at home, yes. uh, like we are on Skype now, right? Sort of, you've got yeah. your camera on and you're watching the show. But you're just watching the same broadcast as everyone else, right? You're not, like, yeah. seeing your chair's perspective. No. Oh, yeah, no. right. Do you think they would spend that much money? You could, or else the fans yeah, would probably... Yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. what? They should, because then they could make money, and the fans should pay for that, to have their own, like, yeah, virtual reality, right? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And I saw, I saw that... Um, so, so my favourite wrestler from back in the day made a surprise return. On um, one of those screens, Monday Night Raw. That. On Monday Night Raw, that's caused a bit of a stir. I don't know if you saw that, Steve. No, I'm, I didn't watch Raw yet. Someone put um, Chris Benoit on one of the screens. I was waiting for someone to do something stupid. I thought it was going to be like someone flashing or oh. doing something idiotic, but oh, now <laughs> hey, now I got it. Come in as well. Okay, so Last. I can't fast forward through Raw. What, what match does it happen during? Just in case, do, not do you know? sure, but okay. like so I'll they, Google it. they do a lot. But not only do they show the picture of Chris Benoit, it's oh, Chris no. Benoit when he's in the doctor's uh, in the doctor's office after killing. Fuck off! The um, photo of him with the cap on with the fan. Do you remember? Yes, yeah. of course. Also, they showed Jesus. a guy in a KKK hood. They oh, also okay. showed someone managed to get a video of you know this. Um, ISIS beheadings. Yes, they, yes. They, they got the start of that on there. Oh my uh, I think there was a butthole as well. And also <laughs> on SummerSlam, on one of the matches, Pikachu was just yes! there for each. Which one of the yeah. matches? I think I saw Mario. I like, I like that that's your, that's your most shocking one, Max. See, I wasn't paying attention to any of the crowd. Like, a lot of people were saying that it. Like took away from matches and it was like sort of like a distraction. I I didn't even like if I wanted to see what was going on, I would look at the crowd and be like, oh, okay, this if the match was boring or whatnot, just to see if people were fucking around. But when I was watching the match, it literally took nothing away from even the piped in noise. I didn't mind that either. It was done a little bit better than the when they did it during the. I don't know if you guys ended up watching Edge vs Orton, the so called greatest wrestling match of all time. So that one was a little bit forced and it seemed cheesy because. It was a small area, like the arena. It wasn't a big arena; it was like a gym. You know what I mean? So it sounded out of place. But now, it like at first it was like, eh, but then I got used to it. It actually sounded like people were there. So apparently, they use the noises from the uh, from the video games. That's the noise that they pipe in. Oh, oh I didn't know that. there you well, go. Well, it sounds a hell of a lot better. Then. You know, when like you're yes. watching the WWE Network and someone's entrance music, sure, is like, yes, yes, they change it yes. because they haven't got the rights to that music anymore. Or of whatever. course, like when Hulk Hogan was using Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix, mm. and they don't have the rights to that. Gotcha. So you watch like WrestleMania 19 or whatever, and yep. it's not that, and it's the most fake, horrible crowd noise behind it, and it just sounds shit. If they used the stuff they used at SummerSlam on that, it'd be much better. Now, i got a question for you guys, because obviously you guys watch New Japan from England. Now, we get some entrances, we don't have the rights to their music. Is it the same for you guys over there? Yeah, okay. same for us. Okay, yeah. so I, I just wonder if it was just, just here. Silence, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, just sit music, which is a shame, because right? um, some of the original Japanese music is amazing. Yeah, I could only imagine. So yeah, I, the the funniest thing I saw was was a Super Mario head. That's the one I saw. I don't know oh, if you yeah. ever saw that one. 
But other than that, I wasn't really looking. There was one guy that I noticed. I can't remember what match it was. I, and I even pointed it out to my wife. And then she noticed. Some guy was like making these fucked up faces. Like just goofball faces. And just overreacting to everything. And it was like. I, maybe that's what they really want from the audience. But yeah. To go as far as having like KKK people. And beheadings. And even to a point where Benoit. At least get like a decent fucking photo of the guy. Like you know. Like you know their intent is to try and fuck over WWE. Right. And. You know this was going to happen. Like, I had a bet, like, in my, like, with myself. I was like, how long is it going to take? Is it going to be SummerSlam? Is it going to be, how are they going to monitor this? Because they can't have a single individual on every person's monitor, right? So it's probably, like, someone just watching a whole screen, and then hopefully they could catch in the corner of their eye. And then by that time, like you guys said, sometimes it's too late. Yeah, yeah. Because Dunn luckily caught the beheading, and they had to kind of switch angles, right. but... You know, it, it's still fucked up. I don't know. I, I personally found it really distracting while I was while I was watching oh, stuff. Oh, you did? Okay. It was just very weird. And I had this thought, imagine if someone, like a massive wrestling fan, a right. 1998 wrestling fan, traveled to the future to see how the war Oh, my ended. God. <laughs> and they tune True. in to SummerSlam. And they're like, okay, the fuck is this? But then they also tune into TNT to see if WCW's still alive. You got oh fucking God. Eric Bischoff showing up. On that is so AEW, true. And they're just like, what? What happened? Oh my How god. Absolutely baffling. Not kidding. I didn't even think I of think that. that. And I think still the most shocking thing that fan would find out of everything is that Goldust is still wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> the Duke can go, man. The Duke can go. Oh my god. He's one of my favorite. He's longevity. 100% no, so, he um, Steve, yes. we were chatting before we went on air. We didn't watch Takeover. I'm right. sorry, but um, that's fine. I'll talk about Takeover. Tell us about it and why we why we should watch it. Okay, well, let's do this since uh, we're let's bring up our favorite moments from SummerSlam weekend. Since I'm going to talk about Takeover, I'll let you two go first, and then I'll. Or should I... You know what? Okay, I'll go first, talk about TakeOver, and then we'll talk about SummerSlam. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's even better. So, let's go with this. And then I'll just run it down quickly, but there's really nothing much. It was a great TakeOver. Um, the week before, I, I had Wei Ting on from Pulse Wrestling here in Toronto slash Canada. They're like the fucking Wrestling Observer of Canada. So I had w- one of the big kahunas on. And we I brought it up too. It was like, if this card was in a regular day with people in the audience... I think on paper, fucking fantastic. I would have been looking so forward to it. Like you got you got Breezango versus Lorkin and Birchall versus El Legado del Fantasma, but that wasn't too good. But you have Balor versus Thatcher. Who doesn't want that all day? Like, you know what I mean? You got a ladder match for the North American title with five guys, not only small guys, two huge behemoths. Who doesn't want that? Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee, which no one knew what was going to happen and was still a half-decent match. Dakota Kai versus Io Shirai, maybe one of the weakest women's matches in a while, but it's still delivered. And then obviously, Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee. But what I want to talk about is the ladder match. I, to me, this was the, my favorite match of the whole weekend. What they did with no audience and everything, and the whole, is Johnny Gargano going to be a two-time? Is Velveteen Dream even so, with the whole... Question, who, who is in this match? Who is in oh, perfect. Okay, we'll go... Okay, so it was Ka- Cameron Grimes, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano... Velveteen Dream and Bronson Reed. Okay. So the two sto- of those people. So the storytelling. Are we cool with Velveteen Dream wrestling right now? We're well, not cool with Velveteen Dream wrestling. 
that's the thing, right? That's the whole controversy around this match too. And were they going to put the title back on him? So if it felt like two stories. You had Gargano and Velveteen Dream, the so-called vets of NXT against literally the younger guys. So is it going to be a guy who's never won it? Or is it going to... So the way they... Like, to me, almost every ladder match is great. But what makes it or breaks it is the ending, is the finish. Like, you sometimes you have guys who are fumbling. You don't know what to do. Or you had fucking a guy winning a woman's ladder match literally twice. Like, you know what I mean? So the finishes sometimes scarred the match itself. And the way they did this at the end is what had me in awe. And it was just like... The way they went up and the camera angle, so you didn't see who was coming out of nowhere. They didn't do like a big, broad picture of them climbing up the ladder. And then at one point, one guy was grabbing it, another guy was grabbing it. And then Dream almost killing Priest when he threw the ladder outside of the ring. That was another crazy fucking moment. I don't know what the fuck was going on there because I don't think that was planned because it rebounded off the plexiglass because they still did it at full sail. And then it rebounded and you could see the corner literally catch the corner of Priest's head. So that was fucking nuts. To begin with, as well, and then I like Priest. He's got a good look. He's he does. A, he's a big dude, and he he can go. And he did all kinds of crazy uh, over the top suicide dives to the outside too. He did crazy ladder ladder spots. Candice LeRae interfered as well, so he had a little intergender going on there. And then it was crazy because uh, she did her Karana on grinds to the outside, and then she was on. Bronson reads back on top of the ladder that, while yeah. while he splashed Gargano. So you know you know so it was almost like it was a sandwich of the Garganos, right? So it was pretty cool. And then it was just all kinds of shit. And, and like I said, but the one thing you guys didn't watch it, so I noticed some of the ladders were marked. And I don't know if it's just me nitpicking, but they had like little blue X's like on the bottom. So I don't know if some of these like like I said, the one that rebounded and hit. Priest said maybe it was a softer ladder. Maybe it was a, a ladder they weren't supposed to climb. Like maybe it was, who knows, like some kind of, I don't know, plastic that really doesn't hurt compared to a real steel ladder. And maybe that's how they got a lot of these spots. Because some of these spots looked fucking crazy, to tell you the truth. Yeah. And then Priest goes over and he's the new North American champion. Indicating like gimmick stuff. Yeah. Nice. Yep. And then, yeah. I did see the picture of him who two birds... And Triple H just like pointing with him, doing the Triple H point picture. But the fact that Priest had like two girls with him was quite. Well, they showed him that. Which. And I was going to leave. Like, we got to get the pictures. Like, no, no, no. Well, here's the thing. They they showed him after winning the title. I guess uh, maybe they had another match and then they cut to him in the back. And then he was loading up his car and it looked like he was going to like leave. And then the interviewer comes. I f- forget her name because they're always switching in NXT anyways. She's like, oh, how do you like the whatever? She, and then he grabs a bottle of champagne and then heads over to a hot tub, still in his full wrestling gear, jumps in the hot tub, boots, pants all, with two chicks, and it's like, what the fuck's going on here? And then, yeah, then all of a sudden Triple H is online with this. I'm like, what the, f- whatever. It was just weird. I don't know what what was the point of that. <laughs> I'm into it. I feel, I, I'd like to think that's what I'd do if I won a title. Yeah, immediately. So yeah, TakeOver was decent. Again, the big thing was Keith Lee dropping the title and now everyone knows why because he made his appearance on Raw. So everyone could stop saying he's a transitional champion because obviously they want him on the roster now to do big things moving forward. So that's the reason there. They themselves and Keith Lee. Yeah, exactly. They did the same thing with McIntyre, didn't they? Oh, true. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So there you go. So I think it's a good move and Karrion Cross being champ now is good because now he can hold that title for a while until the fans come back because I really want to see his entrance with people in the audience. And yeah, I don't know. I guess out of five, I'd give NXT TakeOver 33.5. Nice. 
I watched the um the Pat McAfee match and I thought that was brilliant, the whole build of that. Yes. So Pat McAfee just is uh is an ex footballer and he's been like a WE pundit. You might have seen him on like some of the pre shows he's he's a funny dude and I kind of like him he then had he's got his own podcast thing and he invited Adam Cole on and they were just doing like a chat and they they did this like shoot storyline kind of thing where Pat was like you know you've done good but you're you're a smaller guy and then Adam hits the roof um, and then Pat comes on to NXT and just fucking punts him in the face and then they have this kind of like celebrity like Pat McAfee like you know normal celebrity matches is just this is one of the best celebrity matches i've ever watched dude fucking new he's athletic one of the best promos promo before i buy it i was like yeah we'll just go out there it just shows how good adam cole is uh that he can kind of have that type of match with with a celebrity so we got another Steve Monger McMichael on our hands. Is that what you're telling me? No. Steve Monger McMichael. <laughs> a lot better. Like, I was going to bring that up too. I'm like, this guy blows fucking Mongo out of the water, man. Just And I know there's an account on Twitter that puts up gifts all the time making fun of Mongo and how the way he used to bump and he, he couldn't run the ropes properly, always tripping. And whoever that person is, kudos to you, my friend. Kudos. To go and cipher and dig through all these McMichael matches, God bless you, my friend. God bless you. <laughs> It's my absolute favorite. It's my favorite thing about Twitter. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, so the big show, SummerSlam. Who wants to go first? Who's what's okay, Jesse? What's your favorite moment out of SummerSlam? Right. So I'll, t- I'll tell you. I don't know who's my favorite moment, but it was a moment that warmed my heart. Okay. Uh, as I said, I didn't watch it live, so I went to put it on the network the next day, and so I click play on it, and I see the time bar at the bottom, and the whole show is only three hours, <laughs> and I'm like, yes. No, it's true. That's one of the reasons why I enjoyed the whole weekend as well. It wasn't like an ordeal where you got to sit there for like five, six hours each night and literally fast forward through half the shit just to see what you really want to see, right? That was good. And also, uh, the a standout moment for me from the actual show, and again, it's not, I feel bad actually talking about the wrestling, but um, Seth Rollins' attire, um, the sort of homage to Rey Mysterio's Halloween Havoc 90, 97? Seven. Yeah. 97. Um, 97 match um, was awesome. Like I, That made me pop harder than anything else I saw that night, just seeing me that too. hit. I thought it looked wicked. No, it did. And then obviously integrating the frog splash from... Dominic himself, right? And then, oh, Eddie, Uncle Eddie's looking down. And I guess he just wanted to reference Eddie Guerrero, obviously, into that match. Wait, this is Pappy. Yeah, it's Daddy Eddie. It's not Uncle Eddie. It's Daddy. <laughs> That's Eddie right. Eddie Guerrero is his Pappy. I forgot the whole storyline. Fuck. They should have brought that up. How hilarious. See, if this was AEW, I guarantee you Jim Ross would have brought that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 <laughs> years ago. everyone's names wrong, but he would have brought it up. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> 15 years ago Dominic was watching his dad and his best friend fight over custody and now he's wrestling 
Seth right? Rollins at SummerSlam. I never felt older than what that match. I've never felt as because I used to have the Rey Mysterio DVD. I remember Dominic being like six and stuff, same height as Rey Mysterio. Yeah, and it, I was just like, <laughs> "Fuck, this is depressing as shit." He's now debuting. Also, I can't believe they've stuck with one-eyed Rey. Oh, it's amazing. It's going to keep up forever now. What are Just give away round. But no, yeah, it was just weird. It was very weird. Um, Angie still looks good. I always had a crush on Angie as a kid. Oh, I didn't uh, Angie's still rocking it. I don't even remember what she looked like. Fine Mexican wine. <laughs> is there such a thing as fine Mexican wine? There, there is when the women are involved, Steve. There must be somewhere. I guess. I guess. But yeah, it makes us everyone feel old. Now imagine how I feel, because I saw Rey Mysterio break in when I was in my heyday back in the day. And now, I, like, you know what I mean? As, it's, a, as like 21 or something. Fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, before even Dominic was a blip on either their minds like you know what i mean <laughs> so fuck it's like yeah. oh my god now i feel real old it, it, you know when i actually started feeling old in wrestling when i started seeing the guys that i used to watch growing up getting inducted into the hall of fame that's when i knew i was old yeah we're just about getting there now aren't we max when batista we was last year yeah i uh, think batista, batista was the first wrestler that got I, inducted into the hall of fame that i can remember his debut yeah. oh yeah. makes that, sense so that makes me feel old Okay. Yeah. The fact that John Cena's now just an old part timer. <laughs> right. And, like, you know, remember him in OVW and David literally coming out against Kurt Angle. That's just baffling. Yeah. So oh, this yeah. is depressing. <laughs> so, that's my initial highlight. Any highlights from you, Max, on SummerSlam? Um, Selena Vega. <laughs> you look good. Yeah, <laughs> just, just in general. Sure. Um, no, I I really struggled with this pay-per-view. I really did. I, okay. I, I turned it off after an hour and a half and then watched the highlights. Oh, sure. Um, Seth Rollins and Dominic was probably the highlight. It went way too long in terms of heating ice over and over and over and over and over again that drove me a bit crazy but like it, it was a great match and it was uh, um, really cool to see Dominic debut Sonya Deville did pretty good as well yeah like, yeah they were brilliant yeah. although because of all the horrible shit that's come out um, that like splat yeah. and all that stuff with yeah. Sonya and Sonya's supposed to be the heel and um, she but I couldn't feel like that because I was just watching watching the match going, oh, I hope she's all right. Like, oh, true, like, right? You know, when I was supposed to be booing her. You know what I kept thinking, which makes me sound the worst person. You know that meme where it's like, no, we've got that at home and it's like the little Audi version of whatever that is. When I was watching Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, I just kept thinking, this is just a little version of Trish Stratus and Victoria. It did feel like that, yeah. yeah. Well, that's us getting old again, I think. 
I just, want, just I just wonder what they're going to do now because the whole thing was you're supposed to have hair versus hair, but like mentioned, the whole breaking into her house thing sort of put a kibosh on that because apparently came out now. Yeah. The lawyers didn't want her to be, have her head shaven while going to court and this, this, and that. So now she's banned from WWE, and then they also caught some footage of her leaving and then someone asking her, oh, hey, Sonia, Sonia, can you come talk? And she's like, oh, I don't go by that name anymore or Sonia's dead or something. So is she going to come back uh, as someone else or... Is she actually done and that's it? Is scared her shitless and she doesn't want no more to do with fame? Like, like who knows what's going to happen, right? Yeah, it could go either way. But, like, I feel like Sonya was really just coming into her own as a character. Yes. Like, when she was coming out in the suits, she looked badass as fuck. Like, she yeah. looked, like, really cool. Uh, and she's just got this heel psycho gimmick without taking it too far. I think she's, she's nailed it. Yep. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, Steve, anything you dug from the show? Uh, I the one thing. Okay, how about? Okay, no, yeah. The one good thing, the Randy Orton Drew McIntyre match was great storytelling. It was old school wrestling at its finest. Like everyone said yeah. that Edge versus Randy Orton was the the so called greatest wrestling. No, this was the greatest wrestling match I've seen in a long, especially during the Empty Arena era. Like maybe. Pound for pound, the best wrestling match I've seen. Like, again, they just simple storytelling. Like, when all the old guys always tell these young guys nowadays to get over and do the chicken heel fucking angle was perfect. McIntyre being the Hulk Hogan. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it was all perfect. And then at one point, you didn't know who was going to win. Because, again, leading up to this, Randy Orton was booked so strong. So you're like, he can possibly do it and go for Flair's record. And then, again, that's another story there in its own, right? So you didn't know what was going to happen until the end. And then the one thing, so stupid was the whole tagline at that point, and then obviously we'll, we'll talk about uh, Roman Reigns making an appearance. You never saw it coming. He never saw it coming. It's like, are you kidding me? So the ending of this match was what you were hyping the whole time. Like everyone thought that maybe Otis was going to cash in. You never saw it coming. Someone was going to come back from the past. You never saw it coming. Like, you know what I mean? Not a finish to a match. Like, you know what I mean? So for him just to blurt yeah. that out, I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And then it's like, no, they must be saving it for something else. And then obviously at the end, Roman Reigns came out, and then that's when they said it over and over again, right? Yeah, exactly. But I agree with you. I feel, I feel like Drew McIntyre and Randy was the best match, and big props to Drew. Winning Ooh. that title, The COVID, this is, comes down to that, oh, Drew was the COVID champion. <laughs> right. I, I wish Drew had won that title in front of a crowd, and he, he'd done the stellar run yeah. in front of all the people. So believe that ring is not a monster into the mountain. He showed you he was like, I'm not the tip of the mountain, I am the goddamn mountain. And I was like, Yeah, you are, you beautiful Scottish bastard. That's who you are. And but like Randy gave a shit because he's like psycho Randy again. He's been punting yes. people left, right, and sir, and it's just like it's Randy again. Definitely. So, um, can we talk about Roman Reigns returning? Of course. His teeth. Um, after his veneers, his new teeth, he looked like Bugs Bunny. It's all anyone talked about. You know when a show is that good when all anyone talks about is just... It's true. Did you see <laughs> They were amazing. He looked like... Um, what's it in? Um, there's something about Mary. The guy, oh my um, God. Pat, there's something about Mary yes. when he gets new teeth. At, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like that. Oh my God. That's so true. I didn't even think of it in that way. Oh my god! Ah, and also, fuck me—the camera work when um, 
Roman Reigns jumps on top of um, uh, the Fiend and he's punching him and all this. And the Kevin, the classic Kevin oh Dunn camera just cutting all over the place. It's going in and out. It's going in and out. It's like fucking hell. I feel like seasick watching this. <laughs> it's completely taken away. I hate it. So I feel like like at my it was horrible. Why couldn't they just film it properly? It completely took away from what could have been a great moment for me. True. Just, oh, horrible. True. Yeah. And is this a, is this a Roman? Because I've been hearing about this whole retribution team, and now yeah. Roman's come back with a bit of attitude, and he's got that T-shirt, and I'm like, oh, are we getting a bad boy Roman? Or is it just? Or is it just a tease? Because again, that's one of my dislikes of SummerSlam. There was no retribution. Like leading up to this, all this rogue. Uh, wrestlers coming in and causing that well everyone knows it's going to be wrestlers but road people coming in and not part of wwe just breaking in and causing havoc all over you would think they would want to do it during the second most important show of the year if they want to make a statement right so i think they dropped the ball on that they should have did something even if it was just a flickering of the light or like make all the people disappear and then put their logos up there instead during a match that would have been something nice unless Unless they did make an appearance and their leader destroyed the main event at the end. That's all I'm saying. We don't know. Yeah, that's true. So do you think that all of Retribution is going to be like all the Samoan dynasty? That would be amazing (laughs) if it was. Right? I would love that. All of a sudden you see Rikishi pop in out of nowhere. That would be amazing. Drops a stink face on the Fiend. I (laughs) I kind of forgot that Braun was champion. Like, I, I don't really know what he's done in his reign. I've not heard anything. Nothing. Because he's been champion since Mania being Goldberg. Yeah. But I've not heard him do anything. No. He faced... Uh... I didn't even know he was bold. No, yeah, that... I didn't know. That was a shock for me as well. That was recent. He did that in the last couple of weeks. Because they tried to intertwine Alexa Bliss into the storyline too. Because they did a mixed match together. And apparently they're like best friends. And they did... Uh, what's it called? When they sit in the car together. Podcasting in a car, I call. But... They're the show on the uh, network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right along, that's it. Yeah, right along. So they did one of those. So they're playing into that. They were such good friends. And at one point, they could even gone and been romantically involved. And then they were tugging on that. And then all of a sudden, I guess, The Fiend did something to Bliss. And then, Rome, uh, I was going to say Roman. Well, then Braun didn't fucking give two shits. Then all of a sudden, he shaves his head. Comes out as the old Braun and doesn't give a fuck about nobody. And I guess that's why he shaved his head. But yeah, I think he looks better, Ball, tell you the truth. It suits him. Yeah, it suits him. It suits him. Uh, but right, I, I was saying to Max earlier, right, the thing, the reason why I think I've sort of fallen out of love with wrestling recently is characters like Bray. So The Fiend on, should be like the perfect character for me. I love that shit. Right. I love like camp, campy horror and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And sure. it works perfectly. Bray's really good at it. And they... They seem to be moving away from PG with their storylines, which is cool. They're getting a bit more sort of rough and ready with it. I love that. But when it comes to the actual wrestling, the wrestling is still PG and as tame as it has been for years. So I'm watching these like crazy blood feuds where these people are supposed to absolutely fucking hate each other. And then they and it's obviously it's good that they can't crack each other in the head with chairs anymore and stuff like that because right. of, you know, one of the audience members from last Monday's Raw is an example of that. <laughs> but um, it's but it's still like they it's just the tame they just start with a lock up and it's just tame wrestling where yeah. no one gets hurt. And it's like this doesn't feel right this just feels like really dull wrestling because you've hyped me up with this really good story. 
It's true. Yeah, I don't know what angle they're trying to do because I even read online too. Maybe they're trying to up their PG to PG fourteen or something or whatever that rating is called nowadays. So maybe they want to go with a little bit edgier, just like okay, we still have the kids, but let's cater to like the high school audience. Like you know what I mean? Maybe get those people back into wrestling. I don't know what it yeah. is, right? But hey, to me, they a little bit shit, a little bit, haven't they? Yeah, like, that's that's a new one for them. Shit. Uh, Drew McIntyre said prick. I, yeah. don't, I don't know if prick's considered. Wow, well, that word's considered. Well, nowadays probably it is. Yeah. I, I would uh, assume. Like you can't say anything on TV anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I said to Jesse, like I think the thing I struggle with is it's very sterile. There's just mm. no, no. It doesn't feel like there's any leeway. Like this is why I enjoy watching my New Japan and AEW because it still feels a bit dirty. It's still not <laughs> bright. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like WWE is so clean and so to the point and Michael Cole's commentary is just it was literally just like watching a live WE 2K20 match you had the piped in noise you had this weird crowd you had Michael Cole doing his like spamming of catchphrases weird really weird for me yeah, it was yeah. Well, I was going to bring it up too. I, I'm glad you brought up uh, Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole, well, Michael Cole is like fucking. I don't know what Samoa Joe took before the match, but it seemed like he must have drank like 15 espressos because he was popping at everything. Yeah. <laughs> also, why is Samoa Joe not wrestling? Like, I I didn't say because he was like injured, and then there was a suspension thing. But it's been like six months, and he's still on commentary. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, the whole goal is to have him back, but I don't know if he's just comfortable doing it because apparently he's getting like Vince McMahon loves that he's doing it, and apparently there's also been stuff he's where amazing at it, right? He is, but again, Samoa Joe wants to wrestle, and I think he still should be wrestling. Like this is perfect for him to do after, or if he gets knock on wood, he doesn't. But if he gets like a, a career-ending injury or something, sure, no problem. But right now, no, you need Samoa Joe in that ring. That guy's still a fucking badass. Yeah, he gives me like a Taz vibe on commentary. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? A li- once, but you, you, good. you know what I look at it? It's Taz. If Taz went to like school for commentary or something, like you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just paid attention. Oh, that's another thing we have to. We- not for nothing. <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> I see what he's doing here. He's going to get trip to the hospital. Um, it's a young, our be- the beautiful, wonderful, talented Renee Young. That was her last yeah. ever stint in WE. That's it. Finished. She was a trailblazer. Yes, good old Canadian from... She's one of the best. She is. I think... She's Canadian. We know. Of course. Well, I have to throw it out there, obviously. Sorry, I think it froze Yeah, we've been freezing like... I don't want to say anything, but just so you guys know, if anyone goes back and listen, this is going to be the one of the most choppiest Skype sessions ever, which I don't understand why, because it doesn't say bad connection, and I got full bars, and you guys seem like you are doing fine, or else you'd be complaining, but it just seems like it hops in and out, or no, it goes into slow motion, and then all of a sudden you speed up and start talking again, so have fun listeners to this episode, so good luck on that. Why you shouldn't use Skype? Skype is the devil. It is. But like I said, I'm cheap and I don't want to pay for premium Zoom. So it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. 
Uh, but yeah, Renee is. Uh, I, I thought she was one of the best modern commentators that they ever had. Yes, and she's brought in. You know, she's one of the first people to actually females to do actual commentary on shows NXT and Raw. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's she's fantastic, and it'll be sad to see her go. I was heartbroken when Kathy Kelly left for different reasons, and now I'm sad for Renee Young. Uh, more Renee Young than Kathy Kelly. She didn't really add yeah. to anything. But Renee, Renee will go on to cool shit. Like of she'll course. go to different she'll be schools. Doing hockey, she'll yeah, be doing man, yeah. Cool. As someone tops off their glass. Oh, here's gluck, 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 gluck. That's Max pouring wine, not having a wine. <laughs> Don't talk for me. <laughs> Well, one of the things I didn't enjoy either, and I was actually looking forward to, was a cinematic match. They didn't have any. I thought maybe they would have put one in there at least, but nothing. Nothing at all. Straight all wrestling this time around. Seeing The Fiend have a straight match is just weird. Yeah, especially nowadays. But again, I don't know if it's because they were like, nope, we're going all out Thunderdome. This is our new thing. Fuck cinematic matches. We tried it. Done. Finished. That's it. Maybe that's what it is. It yeah, works so well. Like I'm just thinking of all the cinematic matches you had, like Undertaker and AJ, John Cena and the Fiend, the goddamn Stadium Stampede and AEW. That was a good one. Some of the some of the best shit I've seen in the past ten years of wrestling. It's yeah. so true. And again, the one thing I love about AEW, and fuck you, Jim Cornette. It's not like he listens, anyways, but it doesn't matter. He <laughs> says. Say fuck you. Funny does not make money, and AEW does it perfectly, integrating their comedy into their serious, into legit wrestling. Like everything they do is almost like a perfect bubble, even though I went down a rant last week about AEW and they don't know how to use big men. But still, that's besides the point. They know how to use comedy, and I love comedy. Exactly. Yeah. They, they blend it well. And the ending of last week's show with Mr. Brody Lee, yes. that shit was like serious. See, exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, exactly. And then, on the other note, like you mentioned, the Stampede Brawl, or whatever the fuck it was called, when Matt Jackson was doing that forever fucking, what was it, uh, down the oh, whole football field, where he's, fl- yes, like, who, come on, and then after Sammy Guevara running away from the golf cart, because my wife was watching too, and she's like, why doesn't he just step to the side when he comes by, I'm like, because it's wrestling. <laughs> That's not wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Hardy got drowned and then rejuvenated. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, it's wrestling. Exactly, it's wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, you need that kind of campy stupidity. They just announced Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy in a mimosa match. Like, yeah. come on, guys. That's the shit you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you need me. a bit of silly. You do. And I, f- I feel like maybe, do you think WWE is lacking their silly? Like, they, they take yes. themselves very seriously. But yeah, you know what it is? I, I don't blame them. It's because of the corporate structure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even, like, for example, I, a lot of these big, cor- well, maybe not nowadays because the baby boomers are dying off, thank God, but... The older companies, it's all structured, suit, tie, like, you know what I mean? Now, it's like, you come to work how you want, you even can work from home, sit down on that beanbag, do whatever you want, like, it's more laid back, you know what I mean? So, it's yeah. just sort of the mentality, and you could tell AEW is run by younger generation compared to WWE as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I also liked uh, that SummerSlam went the old, kind of, 80s roots for promos. I noticed <laughs> it at the start with, yes. like, Asuka... And um, Bailey, and then they also did it for Street Profits, where like when someone's making entrance, they cut to like a backstage promo that was like really over the top and eighty style, and then they went back into the match. Right. Like I, I kind of used to love that of eighties wrestling. Oh, that was something. Can I moan about something again? Of course, yeah. moan away. I love so, it when you moan. So I know we're supposed to be talking about so like, but um, 
so I've thought of two other things that annoyed me about SummerSlam, and Asuka has just reminded me about that. Um, so she had two matches, right, for yeah. e- for each women's title. Yeah. So so the story going into SummerSlam is: Will she win both titles? We get to the second. Who gives a shit? She's either just going to win one title or not win any. Exactly. And either my way issue. is not interesting. She I know. should have won should have been the, the title opposite. in the opening yes. match, and then yeah, and then in the second match you're invested because will she be a two-time champion? I thought the exact same thing. Champion, yes, right? I'm I'm on board yeah. with that thought too. It, to me, it didn't because then when she lost, I'm like, oh, so she's going to lose again? Because what's the point of her even winning? And it's like now she's going to win the Raw title that she originally lost. But she really didn't because it's just of a, of a formality. And it's like, why would they give it back to her? And it's like, I don't know what... Unless this is, again, the lead towards the split of Bailey and Banks, um, right? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, but you, you could have they told... Just, they just needed to flip told, those two matches. That's, yeah, that's yeah. all. You could have told such a better story because, like, when Sasha loses to Asuka in the first match and then in the Bailey match, you've got Bailey kind of, like, doubting herself because she's seen what Asuka can do. You just have such a better in-ring, in, in-ring story doing it that way around. Yeah, it's the same it writes with itself. Thing. It's just easy. Yeah. It really is. And like... the other thing, the other thing that annoyed me, um, I hate face Kevin Owens. Oh, right? It's just so unnatural. No. Like, he's acting. Kevin he's Owens acting got nice. commentary as being nice and trying to be funny and a nice guy. He's fucking shit. He's a mad guy, and he's he's almost likable when he's a heel because he could be funny because he's just a naturally hateful person. I think so. When yeah. he's like forcing this, I'm a nice guy thing, and like, oh, I love the street profits and all this. Oh, it's not him. It just feels so false and horrible to me. Yeah, it's like him and Randy Orton just cannot do the face stick. You can tell it's a character every single yeah. time. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't feel natural. It feels forced, right? Yeah, yeah. Heel Kevin Owens feels totally natural. Like that to me, that's how I feel like he is in real life. Do you know what I mean? He, he doesn't feel like he's acting. But the fact that we've still got heel Sami Zayn running around, who is the loveliest person who ever existed on this planet? Oh God! And then you got Kevin Owens being a good guy. Yeah. Like, weird. Why? I know. I don't like it. There's only a handful of people that could pull off literally both. Like to come to mind, like Jericho's one of them. Rock was one of them. Like when even when Triple H is a good guy, I feel like I don't like Daddy Triple H. Like I want him to go back to the fucking maniacal man that he used to be. Like this whole I love everyone hugging, deuces in everyone's pictures. Get the fuck out of here, man. It seems so forced. <laughs> yeah, don't like it. Edge Edge is good at it, I will say. Yep. He makes he, he an excellent both. heel yes. and an excellent face. Yeah, 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 yeah. do yeah. both. Yeah. Thank you for that one nice thing you said about Edge. <laughs> I appreciate it. Massive but also, payback. why is payback their next pay per view happening a week from to, from Sunday? I I don't know. People are going to be tuning into this. Already watched payback, and we're talking about SummerSlam. That's how fucking close it is to SummerSlam. <laughs> but crazy. nothing happened in SummerSlam that deserves a. Uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, makes no sense. I don't know unless they, no, did they push any dates back before COVID or after COVID? Maybe it didn't line up properly. Who knows? No, 
thing is, is next next week is AW All Out. That's that's the only thing I know. Ah, yeah, but it's still on different nights because uh, WWE runs Sunday. Yeah, all, all Out is on a Sunday. Oh, is it? Yeah, All Out's ah. on a Sunday this year. Um, there it is. But like, why would you be that petty? You're in fucking COVID. Everyone can't go to arenas. Like, what's the point? Okay, look, look who's running the company. You're speaking of petty. Ah. Sorry. But I still need to watch the uh, the WE24 documentary. Because uh, I love a 24 documentary. The, the 24 documentaries are the best things WE produced right now, I think. They're all brilliant. Yeah, they're not bad. If, if I just had the time, I would watch it. But that's the one thing I can't. I, I, I can't watch any extra wrestling beyond just actual wrestling. There's just too much. <laughs> too much, my friends. Too much. <laughs> so have they done, so have they done a 24 about... Covid mania. Yeah, they have. Yeah, that, yeah. that's where that clip from uh, Vince jumping off the podium for Gronk comes from. Oh, have you seen that, Steve? No, I haven't. Um, is Vince showing Gronk how to take a bump? You know, do you remember he was um, he was thrown off the sort of balcony thing he was standing on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So Vince Vince takes that bump just to show Gronk how easy it is. Like seventy four year old man just casually back bumping like ten feet <laughs> off the balcony. Love and then he it. lands and just goes, it's as easy as that. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, meanwhile, he hobbles to the back. What the fuck did I just do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to love Vince McMahon, and that's why he's so successful, man, because of shit like that. Like, again, what other boss would do that, right? Yeah. yeah. What, whatever you're not afraid to do. You know, he did it with Shawn Michaels with the zip line. He didn't do it for Owen Hart, but, you know, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a different Jesus. story. Jesus. So what do you guys give SummerSlam as a whole? Uh, I, I've got to give it a really low rating. Sure. I, Understandable. I couldn't sit through the first half. I turned it off after an hour and a half, and I just watched the highlights. So for me, four out of ten. I'm afraid it feels sure. mean, but I do. Yeah, I do hate being bitter and hateful, but I am. So it, I'll have to give it sort of one. I mean, I, 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 no, honestly, I do like, I try to like talk good about wrestling and stuff, like yeah. when I'm on this show and I want to like bring the positives out and stuff but when it's a bad show you, you have to call them on it, otherwise you, like, I don't know if it's just because we didn't know the characters or stories going in, but even I can watch old pay-per-views and not watch the build-up like I've never seen the build-up, but their video packages and the matches make me go this is this is you know important. This sure. means something. Whereas this just felt like just going through the motions to get to the next show. It felt like an episode of Raw. It didn't yeah. feel like a big show at all. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, again, Takeover didn't feel that big too, but they actually delivered. So if you guys want to watch decent matches, I'd say go watch Takeover. It, like from top to bottom. Again, don't watch the pre-show match. There's no point. But just watch the straight Takeover, and I think you guys would be satisfied with that. How was Finn Balor's match? You guys are Finn Balor's fan. You guys are gonna I'm, love it. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Finn Balor man. Then you're gonna well, me, daddy, me. Well, here's the thing. I I enjoyed it because again, I like the MMA style shoot fighting where it's grinding, submission holds, stuff like that. Where it's almost like they're hugging the whole match. So Thatcher brought that all night long. But then after on the reversal side, you saw what Balor brings to the table too. So for both of them to adapt to each style was good to see. And again, like it's a decent match. It's good, but I think you really enjoy the match. Cool. All right, I'll check. I will check out Takeover then. That's that. The first 
thirtieth takeover. Yes. And watching, watching the first one. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, the glory days of NXT. I miss that. Oh, I <laughs> that, makes, you know, that only that only feels like like last year, and then you actually look at the dates of when all this amazing NXT started, and you think, fucking hell, that was like five years ago. Yeah. Remember those glory days of wrestling, like 2016, when we had like the British scene was hot as shit, right. and NXT none of them were so sex offenders then. No one was a sex offender. Oh God. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Was putting on the greatest matches known. Ah, oh, that was just the best rest of the thing. Well, before we get to the dumbass of the week and we wrap this up, yeah. NXT UK returns September seventeenth. Speaking of the British no, scene, are you guys excited for that? No one there. I, I've not watched an episode. I watched like the first episode. Really? I I don't understand it. I don't understand what they did. Because, like, I was there. I was physically live in the Albert Hall for the very first NXT UK. I strong style win the NXT tag team titles. Right. It was the fucking night of my life in terms of wrestling. And then I just didn't tune in again. Oh, wow. <laughs> no idea. It's, it's, just, it's, it's not because, the same. Well, it's because, obviously, not at the moment, but in normal times in England, you can go and see all these wrestlers for, right. like, for ten pounds in a little venue and have a, a much better, yeah, have a much better experience gotcha. because England is tiny. But it's but so it just feels weird to um, suspect like watch this big show with all these people that you could just see these nice little shows. It's just weird. I remember we we went to the Albert Hall and this is when we used to do. Club and I used to do Cami. We were at the Albert Hall, Travis Banks, Lagero, everyone, British Strong Style. And then the next week, I was in a warehouse in Wolverhampton. We just watched Fight Club, and then I was in a nightclub dancing with Travis Banks. Of course, like you that disconnect. It's just like as Jesse said, like there's there's no need for to pay this when you can just have access so easily. It makes no sense whatsoever, and it's and now with all of the scandal stuff and everyone being, it's just weird. I don't think I'll ever get in. It's weird, and a lot of them are sex offenders now. So that makes it more difficult. Exactly. Yeah. How do you think I feel every time I want to ask a guest on? Now I gotta Google him and see if he was one of the people who got fucking outed. <laughs> Well, you guys ready for the dumbass? Joey, definitely not. Give us the dumbass of the week. I'm ready. All right, well, this one's out there. This is just goes to show how stupid people have become in 2020. Let's see where this person is from. He's from Colorado, but of course he's from Colorado. So, I don't even know. Okay, some of these are always out there, and I, I always try to relate to either myself or the guests. But since you guys won't get offended, I'll ask you anyways. Have any of you guys ever tried to cook meth on your own? Yeah. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not a very, it's not a very British drug, to be honest with you. Really? Um, oh, okay. No, we're, more into, we're more into our sort of crack cocaine sort, and God. heroin on tinfoil, stuff like that. That's, Makes sense. That's more our style. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Smoking heroin on tinfoil is a very British thing. You, you, you North Americans inject, don't you? But uh, we we keep it real with the tinfoil. No, we want it right into our fucking bloodstream. We don't want to wait for that little <laughs> incubation period. We want it directly. As soon as it, you finish a syringe, ah, uh, you melt away. 
So I've never tried to cook meth myself. I wouldn't even know where to start, but I'm sure now with the internet, everyone has a recipe out there. So <laughs> some idiot decide to be his own Walter White and try and make his own meth. Now, nothing's going to come good of this story because obviously if you're cooking meth to begin with, you're not all up there and your, your intent is to sell and to get other people high and make money off of it, right? Unless he's making it for himself. That, I don't know. I never yeah. mentioned that in this story. But he's 49 years old and... Uh, he has obviously a criminal record and he was al- already under suspicion for other stuff. So again, already an idiot to begin with. And then I don't know if he got ratted out or if they, he was under surveillance at the time, maybe maybe even both, who knows. But he got caught for cooking meth. Now guess what his excuse was to try and get out of this. Um, he, uh, he works, he's got a YouTube channel where he debunks popular TV shows and wanted to prove that Breaking Bad nice. wasn't like wasn't fact scientifically Solid. correct. Solid. That is incorrect. But if I'm ever stumped and I need a fake Damas of the Week, I'm coming to you for a story. There you go. Yeah. Just, just as you're getting arrested, like just think of my subscribers. <laughs> no, that is incorrect. You want a shot at this, Max? Oh, how can I top that? I, I was I was on the same wavelength as Jesse. Like, come on, l- lay me on the truth. Okay. He said that he had a recipe for healthy meth that wouldn't make people high and wouldn't have and wouldn't be addictive at the same time. Ah, vegan meth. Healthy meth sounds like a breakfast cereal. Right? <laughs> Needless to like say. <laughs> I guess they have instruments to test meth to see if it actually is potent and if it's real, obviously. And nah, that was debunked right away. They're like, nah, this is regular meth. You weren't doing anything special and whatever. But again, to come up with an idea like this to begin with, even the lie, and where do you think this is going to end? Like, I never understand these people who get into like serious drugs and laundering money and all this. It's either going to end in jail or death. Like, do you not watch movies? Do you not see the news? Like, who has gotten away? Well, maybe if someone's gotten away, you won't hear about it because they got away, right? All it takes one person i'm sure there's someone out there who's like cooking meth or dealing guns and they're doing it so well that no one knows they must yeah they must be out there for some reason the idea of healthy meth like when i just imagined it in my head it sort of tasted minty in my mouth in my imagination like minty meth so like it sort of keeps your teeth clean as they fall out And it's crazy, like, the, okay, so I was reading further now. This man was manufacturing an ounce of meth a day. So this was a legit operation. Fair play. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I've got, this isn't a dumbass. I've got full respect for this person. <laughs> yeah. Of course these guys would. And that's why I brought it up. <laughs> so it's from Colorado, did you say? Yeah. Which are who the stars are currently spanking in. The Stanley Cup playoffs, I think. Now you know why, because they've been smoking all that healthy meth. There you go. <laughs> Trying to cheat that drug system. Yeah. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. So yeah, that's the dumbass of the week. Thank you very much for indulging me. I feel like you are, with 2020, you are set for dumbass for the week for the next 15 years. Oh, weekly episode. Just wait. Easily. To everyone who is still actually listening this far, there's going to be an abundance of fucking COVID-related dumbasses. I've just... just trying to get rid of the regular dumbasses first. And I was actually hoping for COVID to be over by now, obviously like everyone else, but it hasn't. It looks like it's going to be a long-term thing, at least in the meantime. So now I'm going to start busting out some COVID dumbasses. And 
Trust me, when I say there's some out there, like literally from family members killing each other to animals doing stuff, it's, oh my God, I can't wait. (laughs) We're in for for a wild ride of dumbasses and I'm ready for it. I'm excited. Uh, I I don't know. I I feel like we've shit a lot on SummerSlam and I want to apologize to any WWE fans out there, but... Watch watch AEW. <laughs> <laughs> watch AEW. Yeah, that's that's all there is that's to it, it, really. Or take a break from wrestling. There's no there's no harm in doing that. It is good for you sometimes, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I've never been happier taking a break and just watching something I enjoy. Like that's it. That's it. At the end of the day. Yeah. What's Buffy instead? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you know what I say is even better than all of this. Go back and listen to old episodes of mine with wrestlers featuring Kenny King, Speedball Mike Bailey, which, coincidentally enough, Max, you want to share your story? He was the man who was responsible for my end of my wrestling career. <laughs> and I wish I knew that beforehand because I would have giving him such a pat on the back and saving us all from the horridness that would have been whatever Max gimmick would have been out there for us to watch on TV. <laughs> that, I mean, it ended Max's career, but if it hadn't, think of how many people's careers Max would have ended. So really, it has done us all right, a good service. True, true, true. Thank you. Thank and you, people. Just, just, be, just be a wake of drosses in Max's wake. Oh my that, that God. was the gimmick, guys. That was the goddamn gimmick. I'm the dross maker. Oh shit! <laughs> and Please. Then, I, then I graduate to the Owen Hart maker, just like pushing oh me up on the rafters. <laughs> so yes. And then the memoir maker is. The final. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, then I'm the Vern Gagne, like who, the old man who just slammed people with his dementia. Oh yeah, Vern Gagne killed a guy, didn't he? <laughs> Why not just let's mention him too, Marty Jannetty. Yeah, Marty Jannetty's still man and shagged his daughter. I made a man disappear. All right. So yes, go listen to old wrestlers. And speaking of commentary, we brought up commentary. I've had Corey Graves' brother on, Sam Adonis. When he fucked his daughter, Steve. Sorry, who's fucked Marty, whose daughter? Marty Jannetty has fucked his daughter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, one, yeah. I think if you're asking it, it's okay. No matter what people say, your next like your next mission is pretty clear. <laughs> It's not like one of those, what's everyone thinks, but it's Pepsi or Coke. Like, you're not going to, you know, act on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, he's asking. Like, like this guy, is it okay to make healthy meth? That means I have attempted to make meth. <laughs> Minty meth. <laughs> Minty meth. Colgate meth. Colgate crack. <laughs> and there it is. There's the title of the episode. Colgate crack. Nine out of, <laughs> nine out of ten deco- tenters recommend. <laughs> the one the one that does it is Walter White <laughs> alright my friends plug your shit the floor's okay, all yours okay we are the Got Till 5 podcast we don't do wrestling anymore but we've got a big backlog of wrestling top 5's 75 episodes of the stuff so there's going to be something in there you enjoy now we just talk about whatever we feel like and we've just had our, our darling Steve on and we talked about childhood toys it's just a free-for-all at the moment we've got till five. We do what we want. We're 20 episodes away from the end, so enjoy us for the final ride. Uh, you can find us everywhere. We're on YouTube now as our main focus, and we put the episodes up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But if you can't remember all of that, there's a simple place you can go, and that place is...
oh well. So I've never done it twice in one show before. I feel quite um, exhilarated. Yeah. Mm. I think I just came. Explains <laughs> <Thanks> to her. <laughs> it goes lighter every time I ejaculate. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Steve, you got to guess off. We're getting into that terror entry. All right. Super Saiyan. <laughs> super Gaian. <laughs> now it's just going to be one word comments from now on until I sign off. So for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. Follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Rewind to the top of the show. If you could listen to me going through the sponsors fucking up every so often, please support them because if it helps them out, helps me out. Obviously, go to my T Public store and rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Any last words till Survivor Series? Don't fuck it up, WE. Like, I fucking love Survivor Series. It's my favorite thing. I get excited every year. Survivor Series to Royal Rumble. Yes. The greatest shows on earth. I don't know what they're doing with Survivor Series, but I mean, just sort of fuck out. Yeah. I want some good elimination matches. I want, and I want it to feel Which like stories? the old days. With yeah, stories, just, not just, just Raw versus SmackDown or tag team turmoil. Stories. Yeah, just make it feel like the old days, please, because we're getting older and we don't like new anymore. Well, I was right the last time I made a prediction from WrestleMania, so I'm going to make a prediction this time where we're going to see at Survivor Series. I guarantee you, we're going to see Team Retribution versus Team WWE. Okay, okay like like an NXT. You know, like the original NXT thing. Like but don't invasion. fuck it up this time. <laughs> yeah. Don't fire was, Daniel Bryan. What, yeah. What was your WrestleMania prediction? Uh, your, your prediction for SummerSlam uh, Mania, Steve? That you got no, back? I said for WrestleMania that it was going to be Wyatt versus Cena. And you guys like, nah, we already seen that. We don't ah. want that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, what a match. See? My favorite match of the year, I think. See that? See that? So. Yeah. Cena themed. Hopefully yeah, I'm right again, that. and this Survivor Series will be the best Survivor Series match of the year. So, My prediction from Go the for women's it. side, okay, yeah. Team Sasha versus Team Bailey. That's a good one. Boom. Nice. Um, I'm not going to make any predictions. Because <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, think my pre- I think McMahon will um, have... Died. Oh God! Times big, big Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ric Flair's gonna be dead by Survivor Series. Ooh. Okay, if let's do serious ones then. I don't really think Vince will be dead. Um, <laughs> what wrestler do you think will be dead by the time Survivor Series happens, Steve? <sighs> Ric Flair is an excellent shout. I don't know who's old nowadays. I'm, I'm gonna say Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan's a good one. That is a good one. That is a good one. Uh, fuck. I don't know, man. I don't want to say anyone because I'm trying to get all these old guys on my show. So I might see the wrong guy. Next thing you know, I got him booked. He's like, hey, you know that time you were talking to Max and Jesse and said I was going to die? <laughs> you might die on your show. Tony That'd Atlas. Tony Atlas probably hasn't got long left. Yeah. Who do we just he, lose? Kamala still... just lose. Yeah, here, I got well, one. I'm going to go with it because he has ties with Toronto and he does a lot of work here. And at one point he was living here. I'm going to go with Iron Sheik. That'll be a sad day. It will. Yeah, jabroni. Good shout. Yeah. The day Iron Sheik dies, I'm getting fuck you jabroni tattooed on me. <laughs> Fair enough. Goals. Fair enough. Definitely. Should be done. When Ric Flair dies, I'm just going to get woo, just sort of tattooed all Everyone. around my body. Everyone. Yeah. 
Me and Jesse said that, because uh, we never did a top five Ric Flair matches or Ric Flair moments episode, and we said we'd only ever do it when he died. And I'm kind of hoping that he dies just before our final episode. These and that would just horrible, be... horrible, man. Beautiful. <laughs> These guys are horrible. Okay, before we sign off, I do not endorse anything that my guests say. I just give them a platform to say what they want. <laughs> we're not, yeah. We're not, us wishing for death doesn't make it so. They're just words. Like, we're not warlocks. <laughs> Tomorrow... On that note, he's Max, he's Jesse, I'm Steve. I hope you guys got through this episode with all the robot talk and slow motion and fast forwarding because I'm not editing shit, so I'm so sorry. The podcast piece. <laughs>